0: People change, people change. Hello everybody, this is Noah, and welcome to Change Talk, a podcast where I have conversations with people who are thinking about change and are open to talking about it. This week's episode, I speak with Peter Zhang, who is a combined degree pharmacy and MBA student at the University of Toronto. During COVID-19, Peter co-founded 3D PPE GTHA, an organization that delivered over 25,000 3D-printed face shields to healthcare workers. He is also a guest lecturer with the University of Toronto, a residence don at New College and a researcher with the REACH Alliance at the Monk School of Global Affairs and Public Policy. On this week's Change Talk, Peter discusses the lack of vegetables in his diet, something he feels is quite at odds with his field of study. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. And may Peter's Change Talk, in some small way, inspire your own. Please note that this podcast is not therapy. Please seek professional help if needed. We are live for another episode of Change Talk. I'm with Peter. Peter, tell me how
1: you want to be called. (laughs) For sure, thank you for having me. Uh, You can call me Peter. My full name is uh, Chen Ming Zhang, but you know, my preferred name is Peter.
0: Chen Ming Zhang, okay. And who calls you Chen Ming Zhang?
1: Really, uh, nobody—not even my parents, to be quite frank. But uh, you know, it's a name that they chose for me, and i, I honor it very much. So you know, all my legal documents, everything—it it will have that there. But people call me Peter. And what language is that? It's uh, Mandarin. I, I come from mainland China, and uh, Chen Ming is something that was um, picked for. So the first word is Chen, and it's—it—it it kind of uh, refers to integrity and um, honesty and Ming is like enlightenment or, uh, you know, I guess my parents had specific aspirations for me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. So you have the integrity enlightenment. That's your, those are the expectations that have been set for you to have perfect integrity and to be an enlightened being from the very start, (laughs) from the very very start. Thank you for sharing your name. Um, and I just want to get a sense before we get into change talk. So Peter, tell me about who you are, Why you are? What you're up to? How you spend your time? What's meaningful for you?
1: Sure. Um, I guess I'll introduce myself a little bit. So I'm currently the fourth year pharmacy, so Doctor of Pharmacy combined MBA degree student at the University of Toronto. So Uh, I'm doing two of my degrees um, together, and uh, currently, uh, you know, I've had my clinical rotations for the past year and so. So I've uh, I've been working. Uh, in ICU, intensive care, uh, oncology, infectious disease. I did some work with um, some of the digital health uh, products. And, you know, that's sort of because of the COVID pandemic, of course, you know, we took the students out of the hospitals and and pharmacies because you, you know, there's a variety of reasons. But either way, I ended up with, um, you know, some companies that did telepharmacy, uh, Mm. some companies that had some uh, innovative ideas, and uh, right now I'm with the Canadian military. Yeah, it's kind of a weird... Uh, that's my current rotation with the, with the military, and uh, it's been a pleasure. I've had a really good time learning about the clinical settings as well as the non-clinical settings. Right. Uh, and I'm headed towards some of my MBA courses uh, in September, so that's kind of where I'm at. I, um,
0: so as a pharmacy student, you're involved... Of course, pharmacy can be applied as in as in many things into many different subsets and, and subfields. And you've already just talked about being in hospital and within the hospital being in a, in, in a diversity of units. And then you're talking as well about being in the, enjoy, having a unit in the military. So you're getting a, a, a lot of experience in different areas.
1: Yes, it's the pharmacy program is very versatile. There's a lot of different settings that you can. Uh, really have a role in and so yeah like there's some pharmacy students who are placed in the industry so you know companies like Sanofi which makes vaccines and uh, there's a there's you know government you know internship positions as well so that's sort of the places that I've been in my experience and um, I really treasured a lot of them I, I learn a lot you know it really opens your eyes once you're outside of the classroom and you know in the unit you're, you're so. in the world
0: you're in the world <laughs> getting your first tastes of the world of pharmacy outside of the classroom, which exactly. is obviously going to be very different than the classroom itself.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, Absolutely. and what, why, has, why have you chosen this kind of world
1: or this type of vocation or career? That's a really good question. I think for me, one of the most important things in life is healthcare. I think healthcare stays with us, for you know, forever, right? You know, health is the basis of you know everything. At least that's part of my philosophy. And so, uh, interestingly enough, um, you know, Canada Canada has a public healthcare system, right? And so it might seem strange, you know, why are we combining you know MBA studies and you know. Uh, pharmacy when we, you know, when our systems are public, but I'm really invested in digitalizing and advancing our healthcare system. So I'm I'm trying to integrate multiple different disciplines and skills so that I can play a role or hopefully be a, you know, a leader in in pushing for digital health products or ways that makes healthcare, you know, more affordable or more easily accessible, more efficient. And, uh, you know, in my mind, the private sector is sort of the most effective way to do that. So
0: right and and I mean of course we have a public sector we also have a large private sector in certain areas of healthcare whether and that's a whole discussion about whether it should be whether it should be more more funding for me I'm interested in how we can get more funding for mental health um, there's a lot of factors at play with these things but I think it's really important to have a business background in whatever You are doing because it just means it's just implementation skills. It's just it's learning how to actually take these abstractions and these ideas and bring them into the the world in a real way. And so if you had if you you know you you're doing this this joint degree, and obviously you're learning a lot about pharmacy, and you're learning a lot about business. You know, in two, three, four, five years from now, what do you how do you want to be spending your time? based on the fact that these two areas of are your areas of focus right now?
1: That's a really good question. That's a really good question. And I think it's going to be a mix of clinical care. I think there's going to be a portion of, um, you know, my time spent with clinical care, but then a large portion of it spent doing uh, either entrepreneurship projects or things related to, to sort of uh, digital technology. And I think that that part is still not, to you know, certain like in my mind, I'm not too sure exactly what that looks like, but I have a direction that I'm seeing. So I think, you know, what is that
0: direction? A- like what, what, in terms of clinical care related to pharmacy? Oh, I and see. the and the space of entrepreneurial, the pursuit of that as well. How mm-hmm. do you want to take the pharmaceutical world that you're in, and be? I'm assuming I'm assuming the entrepreneurial dimension of who you are you're going to want to utilize what you're specializing in, which is the pharma- pharmaceutical world, right? Mm-hmm. Or unless you're trying to do something totally separate to that.
1: No, no, you're spot on. I, 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 think, I think, so I'll be a bit more specific in some of the ideas and perhaps sure. some of the avenues that we can go with this. But so digitalizing some of the medication records, having medication records more accessible so that you know when you do get admitted, you have a very good, understanding of the patient's medical situation. Currently, we don't really have that. We don't have a good, uh, you know, perhaps it's security, perhaps it's, um, you know, trust of technology or perhaps it's legal regulations or such, but just finding solutions to things that can really improve healthcare. And it doesn't have to be exactly patient care related. Like we can understand things like virtual care, like doing care through Zoom, which I have done, uh, that already exists. Right what we're trying to do and what I think is important is sort of connecting all that stuff together and, you know, having good digital communication of medical information that is reliable. And that's just one of the ideas and, you know, a sector that I think we would provide a lot of value. In terms of pharmacy care, I do really enjoy hospital. And I think uh, I've been in a variety of different hospital settings. And I think Again, you get that communication aspect like you're in a unit, and there is the social worker there is you know the dietitian, the speech language pathologist who would be like, "No, this patient can't swallow," and the pharmacist goes, "Oh, well, I can make this in a liquid, and then they will help them down the feeding tube and there's a lot of stuff going on there, right There's many I eyes do- exactly, and I do like that setting so I was two- at- I
0: did a lot of chap chaplaincy units at camH and Baycrest. so i Had a lot of time in spiritual care with a whole team of the psychologists, the social workers, the psychiatrists, the the physicians, the the therapeutic recreationists, the dieticians, the farm. Every everybody comes together um, to provide holistic care for for clients.
1: Exactly, and it's fantastic. And so you know, I'm you know optimistic, but like I guess ideally it would be some sort of mixture of both. But, you know, I'm saying that, but, you know, we never know. And I I find it's interesting. Like, uh, I've tried to answer this question a few times before and in my life, I guess, and it's always, there's a variation. (laughs) Right.
0: But the bottom line is you want to be involved in pharmacy and you want to be involved in whatever is the the cutting edge on the technological and digital realm within the pharmaceutical world as it is. And obviously, a dual degree sounds like a lot of, a big time commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. yes, it's five years, it's five years, right? That's a long, long time, but thank you for sharing that. Uh, of course, any of your info, we will have it plugged into and linked for this episode. <laughs> um, and we're going to move into the episode. So Peter, what, what's your change talk about? What is it that you want to change? What's going on? What do you want to improve? What do you want to make better in your life?
1: I, I definitely, I might've alluded to this a little bit from my uh, personal experiences for et cetera, you know, with the hospitals. But for me, the biggest thing that I want to change is eating more vegetables and eating better, having a better diet and just being more healthier in that perspective. Um, right. And I guess I can elaborate a little bit. It's just, you know, right now I'm eating. Even though I'm at home, I eat a lot of, you know, meat, a lot of perhaps, you know, high carbohydrates, you know, maybe too much. Um, There's a bit of disconnect between, I guess, the ideal portion that I want to eat. And then when I actually eat, I'm just like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like in the moment when you're not hungry and when you just ate, you have a clarity as to how you want to eat the next time.
1: But when you start to eat that changes you know like the biggest problem for me before was like i would eat out like a lot right like i would eat in restaurants and stuff and that definitely isn't healthy but when i got home like my parents cooking is amazing and even though like the quality of the food is better like i just eat more (laughs) how delicious is it what what do you eat oh man it's amazing give me some of
0: the best recipes that (laughs) don't give me the recipes i mean you know give, give me a, t- a flavor of i'm getting hungry here i don't have a snack with me do you have a are you, are, did you bring food for the for the session <laughs>
1: <laughs> i did not i i will bring some next time um, <laughs> okay, i fine. eat a lot of meat so i ate a lot of um like you can imagine like half a plate of like drumsticks is <laughs> incredible and then um dumplings which mm. i think you know is reasonable sometimes hopefully <laughs> uh i don't eat a lot of rice actually i it's it's kind of interesting it's not the staple in my family but we eat bread and um bread and
0: dumplings and drumsticks meats. what else yeah,
1: chicken wings wings um a lot of chicken sometimes fish Yummy. Um, fish is good a ton of fruits so like cherries um nectarines watermelons peaches mm. um you know, we eat, yeah, we eat a ton of fruits. <laughs> I, I think I ate a whole bowl of cherries before uh, I came on to this talk. Uh, you did. I got to definitely like watch that as well. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, we I find it eat- so
0: interesting like with fruit because, for example, we just discovered this year, I don't know, apparently last year it wasn't there. My wife and I didn't notice it. We, we, have, we got married a couple years ago. So we had one summer before this one. And we didn't notice anything and then this summer we noticed that there was a cherry tree in front of our apartment building um so we're like whoa there's a big cherry tree here so i got my niece and friends and <laughs> it was amazing but it's interesting that when you go to the grocery st- i'll speak for myself when i go to the grocery store and when i buy fruit there it just doesn't feel as sacred like it, it just feels like it's it's just something to buy at the at, at the grocery store And when you, when I picked it off the tree, it just made me like, feel like I had more ownership
1: about it. Does that make any sense? I don't know, but. You know what, to be honest, like one of the few times that I did enjoy vegetables, and this is really rare, but uh, I live in a condo and my, my dad loves growing things. And so he, he grows these tomato plants uh, Mm -hmm. on the balcony, which is again, I'm not sure what the. (laughs) <laughs> the effectiveness of that is. But in the end, we did get some tomatoes. And, you know, because it was my dad who grew it and, you know, took care of that plant and really invested in it, I, you know, again, I don't really eat a lot of vegetables. but And we're going to get to that, trust me. For those moments, I I genuinely felt, you know, that, you know, I want to try them and I want to, like, see what the fruits of all this effort is. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a weird thing because in the in deep history and i and I try to do this, I try to step out a little bit because because of how much innovation has been happening and the speed of how things are moving, both agriculturally of course let's just talk about agriculturally um just access to foods that are off season and all these things yes they're they're old ish but they're still new in the grand scheme of things, so just the amount of food we have access to today is so mind-blowing there's just way more stuff than we could possibly ever have imagined in previous generations there's that old adage of just like we're, we all eat like kings and i think that then we don't um slow down and take appreciation for all these foods that we have access to today um, i guess i'm kind of mindful of it a lot at times because in in the jewish tradition we have to make blessings before every single food we eat and each food type has a different blessing Um, and so it does bring a little bit of that slowing down to appreciate it, but then it just becomes habit also. And I don't often take that step back to say, Whoa, like I have avocado and peach and apples and oranges and bananas and apricots. And you know, what is going on here? There's so much and cucumbers that are perfect and tomatoes and carrots and celery. Like we're very blessed, uh, with the food that we have today.
1: (laughs) Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And so
0: for you, Peter, you eat lots of delicious food, lots of meat, you love fruit, it tastes yummy. Talk to me about vegetables. Talk to me about your relationship with vegetables and why has it been so difficult for you to implement eating more vegetables in your life?
1: I think a lot of it has always been there as far as I can remember. I, I do remember my grandmother Father trying to bribe me, you know, you can play one hour of computer games if you eat this entire bowl of vegetables. And even then, that was difficult. And I think that's just something that actually carried all the way to, <laughs> you know, in my life. And then, uh, you know, I'm not too sure if there's some kind of scientific reasoning behind that. But for me, I just find vegetables not very savory or they're not very delicious like if i go to a restaurant for a buffet i wouldn't really think about vegetables i would say you know that's taking a broom. that too could much space. Fit. yeah exactly <laughs> like it, you much. know i want to try i want to like empty eat. space it's you know it's like what exactly is it? so i i i honestly feel that vegetables aren't delicious and i don't know if that's a controversial view i'm not sure if too many people share that but i i don't have an affinity for vegetables and um You know, eating them in some ways can feel like a chore rather than anything else. And that's different when I think about other foods. And quite frankly, it's, you know, when I eat a fruit, it feels like a treat. And I know it's because of, you know, the sugar, you know, it tastes sweet, you know, this is why I wanna eat it. It's savory, it's delicious. Exactly. Like meat, you know, fish, uh, meat. And it's not just, I guess, the meat, but the way that they prepare the meat and, you know, the how sauces, they have the flavors. Spices, the- it really appeals to me. And I think when I think about vegetables, it's sort of just not as much, not even a li- not really even a little bit, <laughs> to be quite frank.
0: Yeah, 100%. It, it is. And, I, I mean, sometimes I get into habits where I just develop Vegetable like patterns and i'm just like not really thinking about it, but I never i'm not really like desiring Vegetables so much. It's kind of sad I think it's because our taste buds not only do we have access to like you're talking about delicious savory Treat type foods all the time, but also because we eat so much uh, Artificially flavored food that often the sugar content makes it our taste buds even desiring even more of that kind of beautiful tasty like sweet and sour or whatever it is that it's like things like vegetables are just so bland and plain and like empty
1: i love your way with words i really (laughs) do when you say them it feels like it it it, like comes alive in a way but yes you put it down very well so it's like empty
0: right we develop so many habits of interaction and being when we're children that's when we Mm -hmm. automate these things and so we if we start to associate vegetables in these ways it's gonna be very hard to break that habit
1: I totally agree and um, again like it's always this behavior you know this I guess my preferences has always been like this and right it's definitely not something in my mind that's, like, sustainable. And that's why I think it's really important to, to really take a look at it.
0: And you want to start doing it. It's not uh, – it, right now, you've already started to name why it's difficult. One of the reasons why is that it doesn't have the allure of other foods that are much more appealing and have much more reward in the short term, if you will, in terms of the pleasure content, Right. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one reason. Anything else that sort of like that you get out of not eating more vegetables? Why it works for your lifestyle?
1: I guess uh it gives more room for other stuff, right? <laughs> it's it's definitely like a like a trade-off.
0: Right. More room at the buffet for the for the tastier, smelling, saucy, delicious, carb-high, meaty, meaty stuff.
1: Yes. That that's that's I'm not going to lie. That's definitely a thought that I have when I, when I see food, right? Why, you know, the trade off for not eating vegetables is obviously you get to eat more other stuff.
0: (laughs) So you get other stuff and that other stuff has a higher pleasure content and anything else, anything else that like just comes to mind is like, Oh, this makes sense. This is why I don't like to, this is why I like to eat, to not eat vegetables
1: mm nothing specific i guess i don't think about it uh as thoroughly as uh as perhaps i should no sometimes it's just distinctive like you're making i feel like you're just making choices like there's food on a plate and you choose what to eat maybe i feel like perhaps that freedom to choose is a <laughs> part of the problem <laughs> the
0: freedom to choose or to not choose because you're not even thinking about it because it's just this is how it is you're just you're not a vegetable person right yes i mean that's how you've conceptualized it in some way it seems
1: definitely i i you know i guess i guess what i'm trying to get at is uh, like in a situation where i have the freedom to not eat that vegetable then i just i just don't do it right so
0: it's higher hanging fruit in some way um it's 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 Good a, a longer-term it. project, right? Exactly. And so, okay, so you have the, a very strong allure of, like, the pursuit of pleasure. That is, is part of the reason why you don't pursue vegetables as much, because it's not pleasurable the same way that other food is. And also, but I, I also wonder what it would be like, let's say you started to eat vegetables and it was really boring. Like, it just kind of sucked, Right. What would that be like for you? Do you try to avoid that experience of eating?
1: I guess if if I was forced to eat vegetables, um, I'm not sure. I guess I would approach this situation with some terrible excuses. Like I would eat everything else and then at the end say I'm too full. Uh, that's probably not a good way of going at it. <laughs> but right. I, I would try to avoid it a little bit. Um, I might try. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna try it a few times and see if I get, uh, if I get enjoyment from eating, hopefully different kinds of vegetables. And if one of them really clicks with me, I guess that's something I can regard as perhaps not a vegetable after all.
0: <laughs> right. So, what are the words that come to mind when you say vegetable? What are like the first adjectives that come to mind that describe your relationship with vegetables?
1: Bitter. Bitter, bland,
0: bland. A chore, a chore. Oh, gosh, a bitter, bland chore.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> perhaps one of the ways I would look at it. Yes,
0: <laughs> right. And you don't want to experience pain, so we, we constantly we try to avoid pain. So, in, in a way, it's, it's there's a lot of pleasure by not eating vegetables because there's more room for other things, and also there's the minimis, minimization of blandness of bitterness and of having to do chores, which suck.
1: It's definitely not fun.
0: (laughs) Right. So it's not fun and you want to have fun.
1: I would like to, yes.
0: (laughs) Right. So that's sort of, and again, you can come back and share with me other reasons, but for now, these are some strong pulls as to why you want to continue to not eat vegetables because the maximization of pleasure and the minimization of pain which is very natural. Makes sense. Makes sense. So why do you want to change that? Why do you want to eat more vegetables?
1: Well, I'm getting to a point, well, I don't even think this is entirely accurate, but I've been through some experiences. um, I was going to say that I was getting old, but... uh, (laughs) That's not entirely true i i i I should rather say You're getting that
0: older I, I'm getting, getting
1: older that's older. the right words for it that's right right but I think for me, after experiencing what it's like to be in a hospital uh understanding some of the reasons as to how people got there and you know thinking about things like you know risk factors in health, what it means to to you know prevent certain outcomes such as diabetes or like high blood pressure, things like that. That kind of actually really got to me. I, I, I think it's because, uh, and it's really part of, you know, being anxious about these things because when you see it in life, like when you see the outcomes and you know, the consequences, I should say, it's, uh, it's a lot. I, I and I think, and I think for me, that was sort of what I thought to myself, like, wow, like you know, lifestyle is huge, and I need to start like thinking inwards and like thinking about what's going on there. and that's when I realize you know, I'm not eating very well, and um, I'm not eating very well, I'm not exercising very well as much, and I work you know I'm a student, I spend a lot of time sitting down, um, you know I th- thought about that a lot. And for me, I knew that I had to change something. And, and for me, the biggest part, and I, it's because, you know, diet is so, for me, at least it's been so kind of wrong, I guess not wrong, but yeah, kind of wrong for me in a sense for so long that I thought this has to be something that changes so that I can have a better life in the future. And so I guess the so moralist... seeing,
0: the, seeing that, being yeah, seeing in the hospital, mm-hmm. sadly seeing people not take, having experiences where they're not taking care of their diet and that being one contributing factor of them not maintaining health and seeing that as being a healthy person right now and saying, you know, for people, God forbid, they should get to that point. Like, let's deal with our diets in a better way as healthy individuals. And you don't, you don't want to go there.
1: You don't want to go there, whatever that there is. Exactly. And like, just for example, like in the ICU, you see, like, for me, at least I saw patients, some patients are just very unlucky, very unlucky. And these things happen, but for others, like there are things that, you know, might contribute towards um, their conditions. And, and, And for me, like, you know, I feel that this could happen to anyone and we have to take like conscious sort of conscious actions towards, um, you know, being healthier and preventing, uh, preventing, you know, disease and medical conditions. So absolutely. It's a huge reason and a huge motivator for me.
0: So health. So you have these sort of values in your life and pleasure is one of them. The minimization of pain or being comfortable is another one, but also health and longevity are values that you have. And maybe they are on a longer track. They require more effort. They're higher order goals that are more difficult to obtain, but you want to start to live more with integrity (laughs) and enlightenment with regards to your food to say, I want to take better care of who I am because I care about health. It's a value of mine and it's important to me.
1: Exactly. It's, in a sense, not being too financial because it's, you know, it's an investment, right? For, for me as well, you know, you're investing in yourself, and your future self. And I might have not, you know, I haven't been doing that in the last forever, but I need to start doing that now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's never too late in my opinion. So so yeah, that's that's kind of my thought process around, around that.
0: So staying healthy, avoiding any consequences physiologically as best as you can. Anything else that's speaking to you and saying, this is why I want to eat more vegetables.
1: I think outside of being healthy, and again, that's I think what the primary reason is. I think again, as I start to get older, older, uh, I wanna develop good habits cause I think, and this is the same for, you know some of the other stuff I mentioned like exercise and etc. Like I wanna develop good habits sooner rather than later and because I want them to be ingrained in a way that lets me do them more easily. So it's not a huge change. I guess in summary, I, I don't wanna be, I guess in my thirties or forties and suddenly decide okay, I need to start changing my entire way of life starting now.
0: (laughs) Right. It's only going to get harder for you. Exactly. Because more data of years of not doing that are building up together. Exactly. The story is more ingrained of like the story of I don't like vegetables.
1: It just grows stronger. Exactly. And so again, like I never liked vegetables, but like, now is now if I can change that, then for the next however many years, then it's going to be a lot smoother and just it's a I, different I, that's relationship I want. with yeah.
0: food. It's a that's a very big deal. Exactly. So it's not only the health benefits, but it's also a representation of discipline, of self-control of improving yourself in a very tangible way of following through with the things that you actually want to be doing, creating more integrity in your life. That's sort of what it represents on another level for you.
1: I think so. I think so. And I I'm trying to have that reflected in some of the other stuff that I'm trying to do, but definitely the main one is diet.
0: Right. And of course, there's of course other areas. um, But for the purposes of this podcast, it's Mm -hmm. always helpful because people are having success in implementing what they have talked about, we want to keep it within reach of someone like yourself. Absolutely. So, so you've, got, you've got eating vegetables. Now, we've talked about some of the motivations. We've talked about some of the, for both the reasons for and against. And now let's really move into... Taking from the abstraction of let's eat vegetables to what that would mean what that would look like what what you want that to be in your life in a very real consistent way. So when you say vegetables, what do you mean? How do you want to do that? How much do you want to do that? Where's your head at in that world?
1: That's a good question. I, I think I think it's impossible to say that I'll never eat out. And then what I mean when I say eat out is like eat a hot dog. Uh, Like that's, I think that's an eventuality. So (laughs) I think it's not going to be a commitment to say I'm going to eat vegetables at every single meal because I think that might not be something, you know, that I can reach. Instead, I want a few things. The first one is that I, I want vegetables to dominate. I want vegetables to dominate a meal. And uh, you know, I don't see myself eating too much vegetables in at breakfast. I usually eat eggs and milk and etc. Uh, so forget it'd be good about breakfast. It. Yeah, exactly. Take breakfast off your plate. <laughs> Literally. Well, no, exactly. I,
0: I'm a I'm a fan of breakfast. That's not what I meant. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, to eat your breakfast, but uh, <laughs> Take vegetables off the breakfast plate. That's that's right. So now I think... we get
0: to the lunch plate. What's doing at lunch?
1: So I. Ideally, I want lunch and dinner to be um, represented by vegetables, at least half plate. So like, you know, one part of it is portion. Like, hopefully, I'll be eating just one plate. Um, but that plate should we're have... not even going there. Portion <laughs>
0: control, I won't... It's a portion control. If you have some
1: success, let me know. Um, <laughs> no, let's, we're only focused on the veggies today. Exactly. So I think, hypothetically, if I had one plate... Uh, my first plate. I want half of it to be vegetables, and uh, that's sort of the tangible and like measurable goal I would like. And then the other half could be, you know, other stuff, um, whatever. Like doesn't matter. Know, it could be chicken. It could be whatever. It, it could be noodles. Anything. It could be.
0: A, it could be candy. I don't. For all we care, <laughs> just half a plate of vegetables at lunch is interesting for you. Would that that would something that you'd be thinking about?
1: Yes, and also not just. Uh, not just that, also that I would eat the that side first. It's not just that the plate has to be half vegetables. Like I, my goal is that I would eat those vegetables before I eat the other stuff.
0: Right. So you eat the vegetables first at lunch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What about dinner?
1: I think dinner for me should be hopefully quite similar. I tend to, so I tend to eat, um, I tend to eat more, uh, fruits and, uh, you know, others, th- I have a bigger dinner essentially is what that means. So for something to be half vegetables, it's, it's a lot of food, <laughs> so, maybe
0: just some vegetables, just
1: dinner. some vegetables. Yeah. So ideally, you know, so I've lunch is the a, big
0: vegetable meal.
1: Exactly. I've, I've committed a lot at lunch. I've, uh, <laughs> I've said half a vegetables, at, half a plate of vegetables at lunch and dinner. I I'd ideally see some vegetables there at least
0: some vegetables. Yeah. And maybe those some are eaten first,
1: like they were at no, lunch. No, absolutely. That's, that's my philosophy of vegetables because... Uh,
0: you need a new yeah. philosophy of vegetables, by the way. <laughs> and that's how we're going to wrap. We're going to get into that a little bit after you share your plan.
1: Because, okay, again, the thing is, what if I just ate everything else and said to myself, I'm full and I don't even know if that's true or not. I just <laughs> want to try to get out of this. So Veggie for me, first mentality. Exactly. For me, I'm like... I'm, this is my only job right now. It's just some vegetables. I'm going to eat that first and everything else, you know, I can do whatever.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And just in terms of logistics, practicalities, are you, are you open to any suggestions from me um, or any recommendations or things I'm, I'm thinking about for you? Yeah,
1: tell me. I want to hear what you think.
0: So I t- I've talked to this before with Cal Newport. He's a author in uh, really writing about deep work productivity and digital minimalism. Um, I, I've mentioned him in every episode. Come on, Cal, please come on the show. Um, anyway, he talked about in his podcast, Deep Work, just automating food. So like we do a lot of things like brushing our teeth and it's not necessarily that pleasurable. We do things like, I mean, I like cleaning the dishes, but we have a lot of routines in our life that we don't do because they're pleasurable. We do them because we have to do them. And We could do that with food. Not all the time. We don't need to. Thank God. We are lucky that we have taste buds that experience pleasure with food. What a blessing. What a beautiful thing to be able to do. Not, I don't know if the rest, I don't, I actually just don't know if every creature eats for pleasure, how they eat or why they eat. And uh, again, got to get someone on to talk about that. But we know that we have pleasure when we eat. That is something that we are very blessed to have. But we also need food as medicine in some capacity. And we don't need medicine always to taste good. I think Buckley's is it tastes awful and it works. (laughs) But I just wonder what it would be like to to sort of explore a new relationship with how you're eating food as opposed to like pleasure first always. What would that be like for
1: you? I think it'd be a matter of, um, I guess, first of all, uh, discipline i totally agree that you know brushing your teeth isn't something you look forward to uh, you know or flossing or flossing like these are not things that you think you know you're looking forward to you know maybe it's like 7 p.m you're like oh i'm really looking forward to brushing my teeth I, i think like yeah i think you're definitely right that it's an approach that um i could take and try with that uh and i think the key part there is again like discipline i think you need to be disciplined at at making something routine to looking at something a little bit differently and trying to like persuade yourself. It's maybe, and again, like, uh, I don't know if there's a proper term for this, like marketing this thing to yourself as something that you want. (laughs) Right. So So you're the
0: key buzzwords that you have with vegetables are bland, bitter, and a chore. (laughs) And maybe you expand that to band bland, bitter, a chore, healthy, discipline, uh, openness, new experiences, changing taste buds, I don't know, there's like other sort of buzzwords uh, that relate to it based on your own experimentation with eating vegetables and and maybe looking online and learning about how other people make vegetables maximally pleasurable based on the parameters of how pleasure can be experienced with eating vegetables. I, I bet there's a whole universe out there of like, make your vegetables taste better. <laughs> without I'm sure there is. Dosing sure there them is. in sauces, which
1: we all love, and other <laughs> such things. Strangely, like, I know that's out there. Strangely enough, that's not something that I would like go and look for. And it's very, it's very strange. I feel like that's definitely like, it sounds like such a reasonable and like, it makes so much sense to just see, you know, how can I make these vegetables more, uh, Attractive, I guess, but uh, that effort has not been put in instead. I watched like, you know, God knows what like just random <laughs> Random
0: YouTube videos. Yeah,
1: random YouTube videos. Not not that useful
0: <laughs> Sure. I mean, it's good to mix it in so like food can be pleasure Food can be community food can be joy food can be comfort food can be All beautiful sorts of things and food could also be health food can be discipline food can be responsibility food could be living with values you know, and, and that sort of like sets a frame for how you can relate to your eating habits differently. Agreed, agreed. So, all of this said, we've sort of you know uh, again, there's there's areas that you're going to start to implement this. You want to have at lunch, you want to eat more vegetables, and just in general, when what are you going to do? How are you going to react when your mind, as it will conveniently do, as you start to eat the vegetables? will tell you that this doesn't taste good. Um, Your body won't be as into it. You'll stare at that plate of meat. You'll, whatever it is, the carbs, the dumplings, the the drumsticks, the wings, everything's there with you. And the vegetables are just calling out like, come eat me, come eat me, but it's very quiet. So how are you gonna react to that when your mind tries to convince you not to eat the vegetables?
1: a really good question and i think in my experience um there's two ways that this this would go and the first is that i would probably just eat the other stuff and leave the vegetables and that's like i know that's definitely a possibility because you know my experiences with this has you know really shown me that again like it's it's difficult i think i'm not too sure what strategies that i can uh i guess implement to incentivize myself but Again, one of the things that I I was really hoping to do is again, for me to access everything else that is pleasurable, I have to eat the vegetables first. And I think if I can just keep that part of my plan like intact, I don't have to worry about some of the other stuff. If I can just make this stuff work, then the vegetables are gonna get eaten. So that's and the sort pleasure of pleasure is gonna
0: be had from food. You're not you're not giving up food pleasure. You're just exactly. increasing the flexibility mm-hmm. by which you engage and commit to how you eat.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like in my mind, like delayed, like I'm just gonna delay that, that pleasurable experience, mm-hmm. but in order to get there, I have to do something that is necessary. Um, so Absolutely. that's kind of and, the way that I wanna Be to open
0: it. to your relationship with vegetables changing
1: mm-hmm.
0: as you change your interaction with them it could be the case that you start to enjoy vegetables in a different way. Not necessarily that like high energy pleasure, you know, deliciousness, but maybe it'll be something different that you'll enjoy. Maybe you'll you'll enjoy what it means about you that you were able to do that.
1: I think that's a really good point. And I, I'm not, I'm not too sure if I'm very conscious of like, how my interpretations or like i guess my views of things like vegetables will change but i think that's definitely that could be something that would be you know happening
0: <laughs> just something to be open to so you know as we're finishing up this conversation you know it's tomorrow at lunch what do you think you'll do <laughs> or what are you planning to do tomorrow at lunch Ooh, <sighs>
1: Yeah, you know the hardest part about uh, changing something is to start. You know, it's the first few steps. Um, To be honest, I think I think I will try eating some peas, and I think my experience with uh, maybe peas would be something easier than something more uh, like cooked vegetables or something like I don't know something more slimy. (laughs) I think I'll try. We didn't even add that word to (laughs) your.
0: To the, the the word bank of negative words that you associate uh, with veggies
1: I think I'll try something very like safe um, something like a say vegetable it might not take up half my plate I, I think I think so maybe, then let's like, reduce it from
0: half a plate <laughs> to what what do you you know because I want to know what you're gonna do tomorrow that you're actually gonna do and do subsequently after that maybe half a plate is a little too much what like maybe just like not quantify it, but just that you're going to eat vegetables at every meal, sorry, at every lunch and at dinner, like a substantial amount, like you're going to really make an effort to make a separate dish that is vegetable oriented, whether it's literally like three cucumbers, but it's just, no, but I'm, I'm being serious. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's a, that's a fair, that's a fair assessment to be honest. Um, And I think, yeah, half a plate is quite ambitious I think that's the end goal. And I think to start off, maybe it's just, yeah, like some, some vegetables tomorrow, maybe, maybe something. <laughs>
0: maybe something or definitely something?
1: Definitely something. We'll definitely have def- some vegetables. We'll, we'll have definitely some vegetables tomorrow at lunch. Yes. Before I eat everything else. Because <laughs> we
0: follow up. I don't know when, but we're, we come after people and we want to find out
1: with anonymous surveys i hope i'm just gonna get one that says what are you eating (laughs) No, a picture
0: i don't know what it's gonna be but we have to figure that uh, that part out but for now (laughs) it sounds like and that was important i wanted to do that because i want you to be realistic so it's gonna be you're gonna eat some vegetables tomorrow and hopefully thereafter even if it's just a few vegetables it's it's that committed value system in action in in whatever small way that that is for
1: you yeah, and I think you're really touching on an important part. It's it's uh, accountability, and I, I didn't really talk about, that. <laughs> but self accountability. I guess I guess there has to be ways for me to like actually tell myself if things are working and uh, if I'm actually doing what I said I would do. But yeah, that's a that's a really good point, and something that I'm gonna have to think about.
0: <laughs> okay, Peter. So if you were to sum up this whole conversation into a three word visual or word that's going to just remind you of what you need to be doing. Um, You know, is it like eat your veg, not eat your veggies, because that sounds like very punishing. What would it be like, like, give the, give the veggies a chance. Like, what is it? What's the visual or what's the catchphrase or the slogan of Peter's new eating habit?
1: Wow. I didn't know that marketing would uh, keep coming up in my daily life, but uh, I think, I think it's gonna to have to be reorienting uh you know vegetables to be necessary like and i, I know that doesn't sound very kind <laughs> give them a but, chance How yeah.
0: give the, give veggies a chance or something
1: what, what something like that i i would think like spin yeah, off that. It,
0: what do you what comes to mind we got to find it we don't leave the conversation until you find
1: it <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not good at this. But I think, I think something towards that line. Give vegetables a chance. Um, yeah, I think that's on, the best way to go about it. Give it a
0: chance. <laughs> enjoy your veggies. I, I Again, it's always, you know. I, I think I'm that one a, was
1: better. I, enjoy your veggies. <laughs> enjoy your veggies. I think that one's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you.
0: Uh, give them a chance. That sounds like it's a pity move. You yeah. know, veggies are great. They deserve more than that. Enjoy your veggies is what Peter wants to tell the world.
1: Yeah, I hope And enjoy hope doesn't necessarily mean
0: like the best thing ever, but enjoy your veggies for what they are.
1: That's, I think that's uh that's the end goal. Like if if I can if I can view vegetables in that way, I think it would be, you know, it would contribute successfully towards what I'm trying to do.
0: Amazing. So Peter, thank you so much for coming in to share. An area of your life that you want to improve. I really hope that your change talk can help inspire others who are thinking about a similar area of their life that they want to improve when it comes to nutrition and diet. And thank you so much for sharing all of what you, or a little bit of how you are working to create better digital health practices, as well as how that can relate to improving the world of pharmacy. So thanks for your time. Thank you for having me here. (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on social media to keep updated on all our content. We are at Change Talk Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and at Change Talk Pod on Twitter. Editing for this podcast is done by the lovely Atara Shields Tile. Music and theme song by Hope and Social in their album Yorkshire Electric EP with the song People Change.